Welcome to the Friday Shoot-Around, your K-State basketball show, presented by Booth Creek Wagyu. Now let's go to the Flint Hills, home of GPC's Hidden Studio. Here's your host, Ryan Gilbert. Back-to-back losses for Kansas State, three, uh, three in a row for the Wildcats overall, and if you're keeping track, seven of the last eight have gone the wrong way for Jerome Tang's squad. Uh, Clint, this one's going to be tough to break down. K-State is so close to getting over the hump. You you lose a backbreaker against TCU on the final possession with really good defense, and you know sometimes guys just go out and make plays. And then just 48 hours later, you are on the road in Austin, and K-State was never able to get over the hump in that game, but the Wildcats were close. But we're going to break down the, the things that K-State needs to do now um, over these next couple of games to start getting some wins. But real quick, a message from our friends at Booth Creek Wagyu. From the tailgate to the back deck, remember to elevate your grilling this season with our friends from Booth Creek Wagyu. Their ranch is located just north of Manhattan and proudly raises authentic Wagyu beef from farm to table. Visit their retail locations in Manhattan and Overland Park or online at boothcreekwagyu.com. Clint, is this uh, TCU loss back from Saturday, is that a good way to summarize the last, you know, month for K-State basketball? You play pretty good, but, you know, at the end, you know, TCU does hit a good shot, but you look at the turnovers in that game, K-State made just one three-pointer against the Horn Frogs. So, you know, three-pointer here, a smarter play there, and K-State's probably looking at an entirely different season right now. Yeah, you know, it had um, had the opportunity to win the basketball game, and you know, even though we, we didn't shoot it well, and that's, you know, kind of been one of our nemesis, you know, in games we don't shoot the basketball uh, well, except one for 15 from three. It's actually our 10th uh, t- lowest in school history. You say, well, if we go with our 11th lowest uh, shooting percentage from three in school history, maybe we win, you know, not the 10th lowest. Um, you know, so it's, it's unfortunate. You know, sometimes that's the way that the ball falls. And, um, you know, for us, uh, when, when it spelled that way, you know, it's been tough for us to win basketball games. You know, we need um, our guys making some shots from the outside. And, and, and you know, we're going to need them to step up and make those to have an opportunity down the stretch to, to put together some wins. And then, like I said, then get into, into the Big 12 tournament and, and hopefully get some wins there so we can get into the NCAA tournament. But uh, it was a tough game. You know, I think uh, also, you know, Blocking out and rebounding, you know, remains a, a big part of the game. We got out-rebounded uh, 31-27, which you say, well, it's not not a big deal, but 14 of those rebounds were offensive for TCU. Right. And, um, you know, that, that led to 20-second chance points, you know. And so that becomes, you know, a big emphasis in the game. You know, when we get – gets the stop on, on the first uh, shot, you know, and, and then they take a tough shot. Um, we force them to miss it. We have to, uh, you know, block out and do a, a much better job uh, than giving up 14 offensive rebounds. you got to protect the home court in the Big 12, and that's probably the most frustrating thing about this loss is that K-State let one slip away. And now you've not only got to defend that home court moving forward, but you kind of have to steal one or two on the road if you want any shot at the NCAA tournament. So protecting home court, Clint, that's that's another aspect of this loss that, you know, that's going to hurt K-State. Yeah, it is, you know, and we have some opportunities coming up with, with BYU and West Virginia at home, and we have to win, you know, games at home. And, um, you know, with, with our crowd behind us, I uh, saw Coach Tang uh, just, just tweeted out uh, in the recent uh, days of, you know, we need our crowd there, need our fans there to um, to cheer on the team. And obviously they're a big part of, of bringing the energy that we need in the building um, to, to get over the hump and, and obviously go win the next few games. And so uh, we've got to protect home. Um, then we have to go on the road. And, and like I said, still a few uh, on the road as well. And, and that's what we're looking to do. The road loss at Texas, just your 
takeaways from that game? Yeah, you know, I thought, um, you know, when you look overall at the game, um, there there were a lot of similarities. You know, we never led in the game, um, but turnovers were, were pretty much even. Points in the paint were pretty much even. Second chance points were even. Fast break points were even. Bench points were even. Um, and so it's it's kind of hard to pinpoint, you know, well, how do we how do we lose or, or what was the thing there? And you can say free throws. Well, they shot 24. Um, you know, we shot 16. But we had a foul at the end of the game, right? So they got a few more free throws there. So almost wouldn't even pinpoint that. You know, I think the only thing I can come down to, to, to kind of looking at and seeing is in the first half, we went one for 10 from three. And like, man, if we go three for 10, you know, shoot 30% and not not 10%, you know, it could be a different basketball game uh, there going in, into the ha- uh, halftime. And then the other thing is, you know, Tyler Perry, um, you know, didn't shoot any free throws, you know, and then for, you know, him, he shoots 92% from the free throw line. Uh, we have to get him to the free throw line because it's almost automatic and easy uh, opportunities and points for us. And so uh, for him just to continue to be aggressive of getting to the free throw line. Um, and then, you know, yeah, he did have six turnovers, which is his most he's had, you know, all, all season in the game. And so um, obviously take care of the basketball, but we got to find a way when you shoot 92%, you know, we got to find a way to, to get him some, some, free throw opportunities because uh, that's good for us, obviously. Yeah, Jerome Tang has mentioned now Tyler Perry's the best shooter in America. Now that might be a little rich, but still, you know, he's very good at using his body down low, creating contact. And you mentioned the free throw numbers. If he gets to the line, you know, it's like K-State going to overtime. You know, it's pretty much automatic that some good things are going to happen. Um, I think defensively, Kansas State played really good in this game against Texas, especially with throwing some different looks at the Longhorns. I think that threw them out of their loop for a number of possessions. Um, so, you know, K-State's, you know, Drum Tang's remained very optimistic. He's still positive that this season can be turned around. Um, and after that Texas loss, you know, he, he wasn't hitting the panic button. He was appreciative of the efforts of his men. Obviously, you come up short, but I think he's kind of putting it upon his staff to, to, to try to, you know, find the ways to get this team uh, to make those smarter plays here and, and steal an extra bucket there to to start winning games rather than, you know, trying to make a wholesale change here later in, in February, right? I think this team knows they're close. Jerome Tang knows they're close. And I think defensively, that's just a good uh, – it, it, it's a good example there that, you know, they're still bought in. Obviously, the shots weren't falling. That does simply come down to execution, but the effort was there. Yeah, the effort was there, you know, and even when we look at our turnovers, you know, um, you know, it's been 14 against TCU and 13 against Texas. And hey, I'll take that. I'll take that all day, you know, considering uh, where we've <laughs> right. been in a few games with, you know, 16 plus. And so, uh, so I think that that's been good. You know, you talk about defensively against Max A. Smith, one of the more explosive scorers in, in NCAA. Um, you know, we, we held them to eight points on three of eight or three of 10 shooting, um, you know, so you could tell our guys are really locked in on, on making things tough for him. And so, um, you know, I, overall, you know, we played a well enough game to win. You know, obviously we needed to shoot the ball uh, better uh, against Texas. You know, Cam Carter went two for 10, Kaluma five for 17. I love Kaluma, you know, getting up more shots. I think that that's good for us. But, um, you know, we, we got to got to be able to make some shots down the stretch and, um, you know, to get over that hump. And so, um, you know, it's there's a there, there's a, a saying, you know, right, like defense wins championships. And um, but but uh, but if you can't score the basketball, it's hard to hard to win. because You're not going to hold a team to, to zero points. So uh, you got to be able to, to go out offensively and execute and, and obviously score the basketball as well. I agree with you with, with saying that, you know, 13 turnovers, you're very you're happy with that. Right. Because that's who this team is. Um, they turn the ball over. And Jerome Tang, I asked him on Thursday uh, when he was speaking with the media, you know, K-State won. Five, uh, four. They went four and one over the first five games, right? In Big Twelve play, so we can maybe talk about that later on and how K State can replicate that. But 
you know, I, what, what did you do? You know, I asked her, I'm saying, what did you do in those games that you need to replicate now moving forward to get those results? And he said three things. Number one was getting to the free throw line. Number two, offensive rebounding. And number three was just hit shots, right? And so turnovers weren't even mentioned there. And so you're probably thinking, you know, come on, coach, you know, stop turning the ball over. Guys, that's who this team is. They're going to turn the ball over. Jerome Tang lets his players play with freedom. And so if you can get 12, 13 turnovers a game here against, you know, uh, BYU or West Virginia, in, in either one of those games, you're going to take it. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and and, and obviously that, um, that that means we're getting up some some quality opportunities and shots at the rim. And um, hopefully, like some of those turnovers are aggressive ones and not ones that are uh, nonchalant or put, putting, um, you know, the opponent into a transition op- opportunity. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll obviously take that, you know, all, all day <laughs> as we can. You know, you mentioned, you know, for us, you know, rebounding, you know, the activity. You know, David Gasson has been really uh, playing well the last few games. Um, just his activity and, and uh, ability to, to score the basketball at the rim, use his length defensively, I think has been really good. Um, so we'll need to continue to have him play well off the bench and give us that firepower. Um, you know, and, and then, you know, I think Will McNair as well inside. He, he has such a, t- uh, a soft shot um, inside with his little floater or kind of turnaround you know, jump hook. And um, so we need those guys to continue to step up, you know, for our next few games. And uh, hopefully we can replicate that, that four and one start, you know, cause it's, it's important now we're five and eight in the conference and, um, you know, if we can go win the next three and get to eight and eight, that that gets us into going into uh, KU, um, you know, and obviously into Lawrence at eight and eight, and that's a tough place to play. Obviously, we haven't won since 2006, but uh, then we finish at home against against Iowa State, you know, so um, that that can get us to that nine and nine, you know, if if you win all all five, ten and eight, um, you know, and we still might need a game or two, just depending upon um, you know how things kind of shake out. But if we win four or five, you know four of the next five or all five, you know, we'd be the hottest team in the Big 12. So um, there's still some hope there, and then hopefully our guys can play well. Jerome Tang said it, that there's somebody out there uh, in the country that's not even on the bubble right now that's going to make it, it's going to get hot, make the NCAA tournament. Since it happens every year, you know, he said, why not be the Cats? And so um, but you mentioned Gasson and McNair. Those two are now coming off of the bench after starting for pretty much most of the year. They've been good. Gasson's been great. Will McNair, I think, you know, he's been solid. But Gasson has been tremendous for Kansas State as of late, like you said. Um, do you want to get him back into that starting five? Or is this maybe why he's started to be such a, you know, raising up his game because he's coming off the bench? What do you think? Well, I like I like his um, his energy that he's played with, um, his activity, you know. And so I think it's, you know, it might be a game-by-game basis. But he, he's done a great job off the bench for us and gives us some firepower. And I like having, you know, a guy coming off the bench or, or two guys coming off the bench where there's no drop-off. You know, when they get in there, it's, um, you know, what they're going to bring and they're going to be able to score the basketball. They're going to do some things defensively. You know, you know it kind of reminds me of um, in 2006, 2007, you know, Bob Huggins brought uh, Cartier Martin off the bench. And Cartier was all Big 12 the yeah, second team player, you know, um, but uh, and it gave us that firepower, you know, coming coming off the bench. And so, you know, I, I like where he's at. You know, now obviously if, if you know, Coach Tang or the staff feels that, uh, you know, he, he can, he's playing so well that we need to start with that energy, you know, just you know, depending upon how we come out, then obviously, you know, you start him. But um, I like how he's playing, and maybe that is because he's coming off the bench. He's able to see the game before he gets in, right? A lot of times for players, when you can see it from the bench, you can kind of see, like, what's happening, how the other team is playing, where you can get your spots, um, you know, and, and how you can impact the game um, because you're able to kind of process it before you get in there. And that's what I think Hassan's doing. Cam Carter, I think it's safe to say he's in a little bit of a slump, six points against TCU and then eight, I believe, against Texas. And so those are well under his 
you know, season averages. He's getting double, you know, double figures pretty much night in and night out this season. So what's it going to take for Cam Carter to maybe snap out of this? Just is it as simple as seeing the ball go through the net? You know, yeah, I mean, he's shooting, you know, three for 17 in, in the last two games, um, you know, from the field. Uh, and so, you know, definitely a ball going through the net, get to the free throw line. You know, he did get there um, a few times our last game, you know, shot four, made all four. I think that obviously helps, you know, just seeing the ball go through. Um, but he has to continue to be aggressive. You know, we need we know we need him to be aggressive, not only shooting from the outside, but but driving the basketball and using his athleticism to get to the rim. Uh, to hopefully get fouled uh, or, or finish at the rim. And so, you know, we, we need him playing well. You know, I think we have kind of a three-headed monster. And, and for us, um, when they all play well, being Kaluma, Perry, and Carter, you know, obviously it bodes really well for us, especially when you have guys coming off the bench like Gasson and, and McNair, and you have, you know, Data Ames playing with a lot of energy. Um, you know, the, you know, then it makes us a tough team and a, and a tough team to beat. So hopefully Cam can get it going. You know, I think this next stretch will will give him opportunities to just kind of relax, play his game and then get back to doing things that he was doing early on in the year. I think that's part of the ebbs and flows of a season, right? When you're playing hot, you get atop that scouting report for the opponent and then you're going to come back down a little bit. Teams are going to forget about you. And so I'm not, you know, concerned about Cam Carter, but there's no denying that, you know, he is maybe struggling a little bit right now, whether that's mentally, you know, who knows, but um, that's the, the joy of basketball. You get two games every week and you know, you got to have a short memory. And so, uh, well, before we take a break here, Quint, the short memory that I mentioned here, you know, K-State, you know, drum tang's always talking about how it's a one game season. They put a game in a box, um, and move on to it and prepare for the next one. So K-State has lost seven of eight, right? This is a, a pretty, uh, nasty little funk that the team is in right now. So, I guess what is your message if you're Coach Tang? You're a coach, right? What's your message to your team? Are you still are you still you know staying true that guys were so close? We're treating this game like it's another loss, or are you looking bigger picture, saying guys, you know our NCAA tournament hopes are are you know dropping um, with each and every loss, right? You know this is a, a funk that we've got to snap out of. Um, what what would be your message to this team if you were coaching them? Well, yeah, you know, the, the, the great thing about it is the last two games, we've been right there. I mean, you lose the TCU on a, um, you know, circ- I won't call it a circus shot, but a, a very tough shot to make at the end of the game. And, you know, that's one where you say, hey, if we're going into overtime, we're going to go win, you know, as, as we know how we play in overtime. Um, and then you have Texas, who I thought we played, like I said, well enough to win. There's a certain spots where obviously we couldn't score it uh, well enough in the first half. Uh, to overcome uh, so some things, but the two games that you know the ball falls just a little bit differently, you know we could be looking at or talking about something different today, right? It'd be like, okay, what are our last two, and here we go. Here's the momentum. Now we have a really good stretch. We can go win five in a row, you know. And so I continue saying, hey, we're right there. You know, we're right there. We got to continue to to buy in, continue to get shots up because we have to make shots. Um, you know, don't get discouraged. You know, there's no, you know, there's no uh, opportunity to get discouraged at this point in time in the season. You know, it's towards the end of the season. Every game matters. Like I said, we got to go one and zero, and and there's great opportunity. You know, and, and the Big Twelve, no game is easy, no game is given. But uh, like I said, the stretch that we have coming up, there's a great opportunity uh, for us to go turn some things around. Uh, over these next three games. And so I um, just got to gotta keep the guys locked in, you know, against BYU. That's a game that we could have won on the road, and now they're coming to our place. So we have to get them. You know, we have to come in with the right mindset, and we have to win. And then you got a West Virginia team that hasn't won a lot of games in the Big 12 at our place. You know, hey, we have to win. I mean, so you win those two, and you feel really good um, going in against Cincinnati. All right, Clint, we'll be sure to break down both of these games after a quick break here on the Friday Shootaround. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the show. Let's head back to the studio. West Virginia comes up on... Got to check my notes here. That's on Monday. So another quick turnaround for Kansas State. But before that, it's BYU at home. So back-to-back home games for Kansas State. And I think you, you can really take advantage of playing at home on that Monday after playing at home on a Saturday. You've got a team coming in from, you know, across the country both times, but especially on Monday, whereas you've been laying in your bed the last couple of nights. I think K-State, you know, this does set up well for them to turn that, you know, season around Clint. Before we break this down, another quick message from our sponsor, Ruth Creek Wagyu. From the tailgate to the back deck, remember to elevate your grilling this season with our friends from Booth Creek Waku. Their ranch is located just north of Manhattan and proudly raises authentic Wagyu beef from farm to table. Visit their retail locations in Manhattan and Overland Park or online at boothcreekwagyu.com. You got to go 2-0 and in these games. Right. I mean, there's no other way around it, especially if you want to make the NCAA tournament. These are just must win games, especially being at home. There, there's no other way to put it. You've got to go two and oh in this stretch. Right. Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, and then that's, that has to be the mindset, you know. And so against BYU, it's a team that uh, we're familiar with. Obviously, already played them, had an opportunity to win um, there at their place. And so um, we got to play well. You know, I think uh, down there, Tyler uh, Perry didn't shoot the ball really well, went two for 11. Um, you know, being at home, we hope that he shoots it a little bit better. And then, you know, we did have 16 turnovers in that game against them uh, at their place, which ended up being a turnover percentage of about 23%. So you're talking about one out of every five possessions, you know, we turned the basketball over. And so we hope we can take care of it a little bit better than that. You know, 13, 14 turnovers we'll take, not not 16. Um, and then we're going to have to be physical. We know they like to shoot the basketball. Um, we, you know, Hopefully they have an off-shooting night, but we have to make them have an off-shooting night. So our defense has to be uh, active. We have to be contesting shots. Got to really talk and communicate. You know, we had some breakdowns at the end of that basketball game uh, that we cannot have, you know, coming up on, on a Saturday. So it's a must-win game against BYU, and then we get that one. You know, we turn back around and we're at home against West Virginia, another must-win game, you know, especially when you talk about the NCAA tournament. You know, both of these games at home, you know, the committee would would look hardly at if we, if we, if we lose them, you know. And so, um, you know, the, it's, it's not going to play in our favor. So we have to win these next two. For BYU to, to not hit shots, I'm sure that playing in a, a loud environment can make a big difference. Now, I know that I'm not anticipating a sellout. K-State is – on a losing streak. Um, but Jerome Tang has challenged those fans to show up. They, you know, he says that they do make a difference. And so playing at home, you know, obviously there's, there's many reasons, but um, that can be, you know, one of the factors that, that goes into BYU or West Virginia having a poor shooting night. Yeah. You know, and, and like I said, in our, in our place, the louder it is, and the more fans that show up and the crazier it is, you know, the harder it is for the opponent. And so uh, we need, 
you know, all of our fans to show up at the game and, and to be rowdy and, and to be yelling and, and to be into the game. And, and But also at the same time, you know, our guys have to give them uh, that opportunity to, to be rowdy, right? I mean, we have to play well, you know, the, the better we play, um, the more in tune uh, the crowd is. And so we have to come out and, and not just rely on, you know, our fans are going to bring all the energy. We have to give them energy to bring. And, and hopefully that starts from the very beginning with us coming out and uh, playing desperate, you know, and playing like, like there's no tomorrow because we need the win. Well, Clint, um, these two games, I don't even, I mean, <laughs> it's just, I hate to use that cliche, but you have to have them. Um, BYU, obviously, you lose that one on the road, and then West Virginia, you you, you handled the Mountaineers in, in Morgantown, and that was a 2-0 start that K-State had. I think it was like an average of 20 points per victory over those first two against UCF and West Virginia. Um, what does K-State need to do? I, you know, I mentioned those three things that Jerome Ting mentioned earlier, but to get back to that four and one start, there's five games left in the in the regular season. And I, I if I'm Jerome Tang, I'm saying, hey guys, we've done this before. We've gone out and we've won four out of out of five, right? And I think that we can all we can both agree that maybe beating KU on the road is is not something you want to bank on. But you know, why not protect your home court, especially against these two teams? Um, Iowa State, you know, obviously is a really good team, but again. Bramwich Coliseum, and then you get that win on the road at Cincinnati. You know, K State can win these four. You know, four of these next five games. How does Quint Stewart think that that K State can actually get over the hump here? Yeah, you know, I think uh, you know it starts with you know the the rebounding and then the defensive rebounding. You know, and then I think offensive rebounding for us. Uh, you know that, that that's great. You know, obviously Kassan can get in there, McNair, Colbert, um, Kim Carter gets some. Kaluma, but I think defensive rebounding and not giving teams second chance opportunities, I think is really important for us, um, especially a team like BYU who can be physical um, inside with some of their older players. Um, so that, that's where I think it starts for us over these next few games, um, as well as, you know, we're going to have to make some shots and shoot the ball with confidence. You hope that playing at home, you know, our guys are obviously more familiar and, and we can, um, you know, jump up and shoot the ball and, and, and make some shots because, you know, I think when we make shots, it's obviously we're playing at our best. And, you know, as a coach, it, the, the game becomes a lot easier when, when guys are making shots. You know, I'm sure even for Jerome Tang, he's like, hey, if we're making shots, you know, then, then uh, you know, players play harder when they make shots. You know, and it's unfortunate that it's that way, um, you know, but but when they make shots, uh, they, they play a little bit harder. And as a coach, you're like, hey, just keep going. Let's go. Yep, making shots. I don't have to coach as much because we're, we're scoring the ball. We're making shots, you know. And so, um, you know, hopefully we can make some shots over the next few games. And just being locked in, we've got to continue to guard as well. And, and like I so said, make everything tough, make everything tough, and, and really talk and communicate. And at the end of the games, you know, where we start to execute really well at the end of the games, and Coach Tang talked about it, um, you, you know, we got to make sure that we don't uh, just, just rely on, okay, we're going to execute well at the end of the game. Still got to be locked into doing the right things throughout the game, you know, to give us a chance to execute at the end of the basketball game. So um, hopefully, like I said, we can block out and rebound, we can make some shots, and we can defend uh, and make everything tough, uh, then that'll, that'll bode us well and to be able to execute down the stretch to win. If I was coaching, I would just tell my guys, hey, don't go out and win it here in these 40 minutes. Just don't lose it. You know, if we have a tie game, we'll, we'll be fine in overtime, right? But, <laughs> again, I mean, that's kind of where these last, you know, number of losses, I think the last four are by four and a half points um, on average, and so they're close. But that's probably where, you know, obviously in overtime, you know, I think Jerome Ting joked about this on Thursday that imagine if K-State doesn't go, you know, undefeated in overtime games. Then we're really having a, a panic on the season, but 
Um, that's what's maybe a little little surprising about these close losses that Kansas State has had. You know, you talk about five to grind. Um, now, in overtime, K-State's been great. But, I mean, same thing can be said for that TCU game. That was a one-possession game at the end. K-State, you know, if Tyler Perry goes down and hits a layup or connects on an alley-oop to David Gasson in the final, you know, 30 seconds, maybe this one has a chance to go to overtime or is a one-possession game, right? I mean, you look at Oklahoma State, you lose that one by three points. And then BYU was a what was a six point loss, right? So, K State's close, right? But um, getting you know getting back to that main point here, um, it, it's you haven't seen that that five to grind come out in them as of late. Now in those overtime games early on in the year, it's come out, but K State's not getting over the hump late in these games. You hope that you know K State. I think the goal is to just keep games close, right? And then you're going to trust in that work that you can get over that hump in these games. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, talk about the five to grind, you know, look back at our, our first game against BYU, and that was a game where, um, you know, I think they had a you know 14 or so point lead you know, with five minutes left, and, and we were able to come back and, and obviously make it a one possession game, but then we, we lost focus on our defensive execution down the stretch in the last two possessions and give up a wide open three, and then uh, no talking, communicating between uh, Tyler Perry, I believe, or I know it was Cam Carter and, and, and Arthur Kaluma, and they, they get a layup, and so, um, you know, and that's where we can't just rely on, you know, hey, that, that five to grind, and, 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 you know, we get there, we're going to win, you know, we still have to execute uh, down the stretch, and now you look at it you know, with five regular season games left, it might as well be five to grind for the last five games, right? I mean, it's uh, we got five five games to go grind. <laughs> right? How we got to win, and um, you know, and not just the last five minutes, but forty minutes uh, e- each game, and then so that that has to be the mindset, right? It's it's five to grind from the very jump, you know, against BYU, and then right as that tip off goes, uh, we have to be in that grind mode from the very beginning because um, you know, for us, we need it. You know, if the guys want to have any. Uh, hope or any chance of making an NCAA tournament, then uh, that has to be their mindset from here on out. Jerome Tang mentioned the the first game against BYU that they wanted to sort of keep that game within arm's length and then hope to wear down BYU as the game progressed and went on and then go on that run. And we saw that. K-State was down by, what, 17 points in that game, um, came back and made it close at the end. But again, if you – and this goes, you know, same thing for TCU, right? You're not in that situation at the end where TCU throws up a prayer and it goes in if you make a smarter play early on in the game. So um, while I, I agree with Jerome Tang that, yeah, keep it close and try to do something at the end, why not go out from the opening tip and, you know, show your dominance, let that, you know, let that crowd get energized and, and play good, you know, basketball for not just that last five minutes or whatever, but for a full 40 minutes, you know, go out and prove a message to that big 12. Like, yeah, K-State's, K-State's not backing down from this five and eight record. They're going to, you know, we are going to come out and, and we're going to, we're going to make this interesting down the stretch and, and flirt with an NCAA run. Well, especially at home. You know, I think that that, that gives you the ultimate, uh, hopefully, confidence um, and, and a great atmosphere to, to go out and jump on a team early. You know, it's a little bit harder to do on the road sometimes just because, um, you know, it's really, uh, you know, it's your – you know, your 15 guys and coaches and a few sprinkled fans against everybody else, you know, but at home, you know, it's got to feel like it's, it's literally 13,000, 14,000 against their, you know, few that they have. And so, um, you know, that's an opportunity for us to jump out early, you know, and I think that's one of the things that, you know, you look at a team like Houston that, that they do, especially at home. I mean, they try to, they get after you early and, and they make it known, like it's going to be a tough night for you. Um, and that's got to be our mindset for, you know, over these next two games at home against BYU and against West Virginia, two winnable games, two games, where, you know, I, I don't know what, what the street would say, but I, I would say, that, you know, we're, we're favored to win at home against both of these two teams, you know, but we got to go out and play well and um, we have to have the right mindset to do so. 
So hopefully we can jump out uh, early. Like I said, that, that five to grind, maybe it's the first five minutes of this game. And, and, and if we can uh, do that in the first five minutes where BYU has to call an early timeout because we jumped out on, the, on them early, and then hopefully we can keep that going uh, as the game goes on. This week on our questions podcast to go power cat, we talked about the NIT. Um, did, did you play in the NIT ever at K-State? I did. Yeah. Did? Okay. Yep. okay. What were your, what were your thoughts on the NIT? You know, we kind of had a little back and forth on it. Um, the, the pluses, the, the minuses, what, you know, what good it can do for your program. Um, but obviously K-State had some goals before the year. They were outspoken about it going to Phoenix for the final four. Um, so what, what, what did you take away from that NIT experience and what would that you know, if K-State does fall short of, of the big dance, what would the NIT mean for this team? Yeah, you know, and it can be, it can be hard for, um, for older or veteran players, right, because you do have a goal of, of making the NCAA tournament and obviously trying to make that run, especially coming off of uh, the season that, that we had last year. And so that always can be hard. You know, we, we went to the NIT back in 2006, 2007. Um, you know, we were fourth in the Big 12. We won 10 games. Uh, we were expected to make the NCAA tournament, and, and it was the first time I think ever that Big 12 team had won 10 games and finished fourth in the Big 12 and didn't make the NCAA tournament. And coincidentally, the, the fifth place team was Texas Tech, and they got in, you know, and then we beat them in the in the Big 12 tournament. Um, so it was really um, concerning or just kind of confusing on on why we didn't get in. And so uh, it was a tough moment, you know, and for for our guys. And also we had quite a bit of seniors. Um, that year and then you know but at the same time you know that was uh, a time where we hadn't made a postseason or hadn't played in the postseason um, and so for my you know my standpoint and my thoughts was hey we're building something you know but I was also a junior right so um, it's like hey we're building something you know this is the start of, of something that's great to come and um, you know this is part of the learning process and then this should motivate us you know obviously the, the next year to, to make the NCAA tournament but when you have some veteran players or some older players that, that may be their last year um, you know and then they have their, their sights set on the NCAA tournament you know it can be a a hard um, shift, you know, and, and knowing that you're playing in NIT, but yeah, you're still watching the NCAA tournament, you know, thinking that you should be there, wishing that, that you were there. And so uh, you really have to try to get those guys' mindsets, you know, the, the right way and, and, and make sure that they're still going on and playing basketball. And, you know, it's it's an opportunity for them to continue their, their K-State career and, um, and then, you know, hopefully play well. And those that have aspirations to play at the next level, you know, they, they play well in the NIT, they get on to the next level. Well, Clint, to wrap this up, I mean, if you're Jerome Tang, you don't want to be in that position like you guys were in because you were, you know, you thought you had it locked up, but you get snubbed from the committee. Um, if you're Jerome Tang, you're saying, guys, like, let's go out and win every single game so that there's nothing, you know, there's no controversy here, especially if you win that conference tournament, right? You know, you're automatically in it. So, um, you know, obviously, the NIT for K-State, I think a lot of fans have sort of just, uh, I don't want to say accepted, but just – a lot of people just think that's where K-State's going, and that's not unreasonable to think. But, you know, there is still five games left. K-State's shown that they're capable of going 4-1 and one in a Big 12 uh, stretch. So it's now or never, though, for Kansas State, Clint. Yeah, you know, and we've shown we've beaten, you know, some of the top teams in the Big 12. We think about KU and, and Baylor, and, um, you know, I think we've played with uh, just about everyone except for Houston, you know, and and, and hopefully if we weren't playing them at, at their place, it was either our place or a neutral floor, you know, maybe we play a little bit better. Um, and so there's still, there's still opportunity there. You know, there's so much parity in the Big 12. Um, you know, I, I don't look at it as a situation where you say, um, you know, hey, we're, you know, we're 10th in the Big 12, but we're not a 10th place Big 12 uh, team. You know, I think, um, you know, really from one to 10, uh, it, there's a lot of parity and, and the ball falls 
a different way. Um, you know, maybe, you know, we're not 10th, we're fifth. Um, and so there's still a lot of games to be played. You know, there's still opportunity to, to be there for us. And, um, but we got to, you know, it's now or never as well. And so we got to win some games. Uh, if we can go four and one and then the last five, and then, you know, maybe win one or two in the tournament, um, or like I said, go win them all in the tournament and get in that way with the automatic bid, uh, that, that'd be great as well. But, um, it, like I said, it is now or never, you know, so our guys have to understand that and be locked in every single game. Okay, Clint, I appreciate your time. As always, we'll be back here next week on the Friday shoot-around. And, uh, well, Clint, we better be talking about two wins for K-State at home. And if not, um, we'll break down what went wrong for Kansas State. But coming up on Saturday, a must-win game against BYU. Coming up on Monday, again, a must-win game against West Virginia. But we'll be back here next week on the Friday shoot-around. Clint, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right, let's get it. This has been a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. Please support this show by subscribing to this YouTube channel or follow us on your favorite podcast platform.